Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. We had yet another week in wrestling. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. It, it used to be good, right? At some point, yeah. Um, wrestling wrestling was good. I mean, we we enjoyed it at one point. Yeah. For some reason, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. the Attitude Era was good. There there were bad points, but it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ruthless Aggression Era, I would argue, probably wasn't good. It had high points. It had high points. There were there were more low points than high points. Yeah. And I feel like this modern era is worse, which may not be fair. Is it the PG stuff? Is, is it because they're afraid to do blood? Is it because they're afraid to, to truly get violent on TV? No, I think it... I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. That would probably add something to it. But... I think it's just that it's stale. You have had one man running wrestling. And I say that as running wrestling. Yeah, Vince only owns the WWE. He doesn't own AEW. He, he didn't. Yeah, as, but, as, in the Attitude Era, he didn't own WCW. But he ran wrestling because Vince did something and everybody else had to react to it. So this guy has been doing this for 50 years almost at this point. Yeah, you know, uh, forty years, forty years and some change. Uh, yeah, we'll say we'll 80s, say forty. We'll say forty. Forty sounds about right. Yeah, somewhere in the eighties is really when. Well, seventy nine, eighty, seventy eight, somewhere in there. Um, it's all the same. There, there is nothing new in wrestling. It seems like you are you get sparks of something that looks new. Keith Lee, Drew McIntyre, um, and they ruin it somehow. Uh, I mean, we've been talking about Roman for the past couple of episodes, you know, yeah. when that started awesome, you know, we were stoked about Roman Reigns as a heel. We've been begging WWE to make Roman a heel and for what, years. five years, six years now. And for se- first couple of months of it, it was great. Now it's awful. It hasn't been great since he beat Jey Uso the last time. Yeah, when 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 that ended, and he moved on from Jay and and moved into, I guess the stuff with Kevin Owens. Yeah, and I mean there was a few little things. Oh, Jay's got to beat up Daniel yeah. Bryan. Jay's got to beat you know. It's I mean, just become bad. Yeah. Um. What are we drink? What are we drinking this week? I was about to say we'll get on to that. What are we drinking this week to drown our sorrows? Since uh, since wrestling was very just basic this week. Um, Jack Daniels. Yeah. It's a basic, your basic whiskey. We've had it before, of course. I think we've had it a couple times. We've done but it a couple times, but. It's a, it's an old standby. It's good for if you need to mix it with something or if you just need something cheap that's, that'll get you drunk. Yeah. I mean, Jack is, Jack is basic. You know, I, I think I've said it before in one of our talks about it. It was most people. It's going to be one of your first whiskeys yeah. that you ever drink when you're like 15, 16 years old. You're, you're looking probably at Jack, Jim, or uh, maybe Crown. Yeah. So it's it's one of your basic whiskeys. It's your 
It's your baseline. There is nothing at all special about Jack Daniels. Yeah. And I don't care if you get the devil's cut or the angel's share or the whatever it happens. Whatever they're calling it this week. There is nothing special about Jack Daniels. It's Jack. It's Jack. It it is your baseline. So Uh, and that's kind of what wrestling was this week. It was there was nothing special about wrestling on any of the shows. Maybe there was a high point here or there, but for the most part, taken as a whole, wrestling this week was boring. Do you think, and this is just kind of an idea that's just now popping in my head, so bear with me as I, I kind of feel this out, but do you think it's they see the light at the end of the COVID tunnel where they get fans back, and so they're not really trying anymore? They want to wait till they have fans back for their big stuff? Maybe. Because um, they did announce this week, they announced their WrestleMania stuff, and it's going to be in Tampa. Yeah. And there will be fans there. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see, I guess. So, as WWE and AEW, have they just said, ah, screw it, we'll just get through until we can actually get live fans back before we maybe launch our big stuff? Um, maybe. But let's let's run through the shows real quick, okay. and then we'll get into more of that. Uh, so, Raw Monday night kicked off with a... First of all, the comment that Drew McIntyre has... Uh, COVID-19. Yeah, that's what I was going to roll into before we got into all this. Drew tested positive. He's quarantining, I would bet, starting this week. He gets tested every day to see if he's positive. Right. Because is it next weekend? Sunday. Is, is the it pay-per-view? Sunday or next Sunday? What's today? Today's the today 17th, is the 17th. 24th. No, it's not. It's not next weekend. It's the next one because it's on the 31st. It's on the 31st. Okay. Yeah. So he's got time. He That gives him two weeks of quarantine. Yeah, yeah, he'll be, he'll be fine. He'll be now. Whether or not he said he didn't, that he was not um, showing any symptoms. I saw another report that even though he said that he does have some symptoms. Yeah, whether we'll he's see. healthy enough to compete because you know we we've heard what Nick Jackson said. Mm-hmm. You know that yeah, technically he was out there, but he took him like six weeks for him to get right back, back up to you know back in ring shape. So yeah, so we started off with a. A segment, which we'll go into more detail on here in a minute. We had Charlotte Flair versus Lacey Evans, where Lacey won. Uh, Jeff Hardy versus Jackson Riker, where Jackson Riker run, won, which turned into Jeff Hardy versus Elias, where Jeff Hardy won. Uh, we had the Miz and Morrison versus Seamus and Keith Lee, where Seamus and Keith Lee won. Then we had Keith Lee versus Seamus, uh, where... Keith Lee won. Keith Lee won. Uh, we had T Bar versus Xavier Woods, where T Bar won. Lashley versus Riddle for the championship, where Lashley won. Um, for a well, no, Riddle won, but it was a DQ, wasn't it? Um, honestly, that that whole thing bled together. We'll get into um, it in a little bit. Lashley attacked him at the beginning. Duh, 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 duh. Oh, okay, I see what it yeah. was. Yeah. yeah. Um, Because it turned into Riddle versus MVP. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Lashley won with a Lashley uh, won, won with a submission. Hurt lock. Then Riddle versus MVP where Riddle won by DQ because Lashley attacked him. Yeah. Um, Drew Gulag versus AJ Styles where AJ Styles won. 
Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax versus Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose, where uh, Shayna Baszler and Nia won. Then we had what I alluded to at the beginning. We had Triple H versus Randy Orton in a street fight no DQ match, which ended with no winner. Uh, and I by, think it gets technically that, no contest. And by that, I say Triple H didn't win, Randy Orton didn't win, and the fans didn't win. And that was wrong. Yeah. So jumping over to NXT, uh, we get Shotzi Blackheart versus Candice LeRae, um, which um, LeRae got the win. Then we had the grizzled. I can't. I, I still can't say it like he does. Like he he stumbles over the G. Grizzled Young Veterans versus Ever Rise, in which the Grizzled Young Veterans won. Uh, we had Johnny Gargano versus Dexter Loomis. And um, I think um, Gargano, Gargano got the one got the win there, and then was attacked by Kushida. Um, Jake Atlas versus uh, Jake Atlas and Isaiah Scott versus MSK, which I guess are a tag team out of Impact. Yeah, that's the ra- they were the Radicals. Radicals, uh, which MSK got the win. Of course, they did. This is part of the tournament. You debuting. Uh, Zia Lee beat up a jobber. Um, the Undisputed Era uh, versus Brizengo, which um, Briz- uh, Undisputed Era got the win. Yeah, that was NXT. Uh, moving to AEW, we had, there was a TNT Championship match, Darby Allen versus Brian Cage, where Darby Allen won. We had the NWA Women's Championship match between Serena Deeb and Taya Conti, where Serena Deeb won. Uh, Pac versus Eddie Kingston, where Pac won. Jurassic Express versus FTR, FTR won. We had Chuck Taylor versus Miro, where if Chuck Taylor lost, he would become Miro's young boy, and Miro won. We had a waiting room segment, uh, the inner circle segment, and then what was supposed to be the elite versus uh, Varsity Blonde, or the Varsity Blondes, and let me find that dude's name Danny Limelight. Danny Limelight. Uh, which it didn't end up being that match. It ended up being something else, and the Elite won. Mm-hmm. And that was AEW. Um, and then there was SmackDown, which was essentially the Roman Reigns show. Uh, we had Shinsuke Nakamura versus Jey Uso, in which Nakamura won. Um. Cesaro came out for commentary on that. We got Liv Morgan versus Natalia, in which uh, Natalia won with a roll-up. Uh, we had Rey Mysterio versus King Corbin, which Corbin won. We have a new segment, a new interview segment. Ding Dong Hello, hosted by one Bailey. So that took place. Then we had Daniel Bryan versus Cesaro in which um, Cesaro won. We had Apollo Crews versus Sami Zayn. And uh, let's see. Crews beat Zayn in that. And then we had the contract signing for the Royal Rumble, which was Adam Pierce and Roman Reigns. And we'll talk more about that a little later on. So let's talk about Raw real quick. We open Raw 
with Triple H in the ring. Okay. And Triple H, they, they don't mention Drew's COVID. Him, then Randy Orton comes out. Randy I think Orton's, they mentioned it. I think, didn't they, they start? They didn't mention it until later. Okay. Neither of those two said anything about it. And so Randy said Drew couldn't be here tonight uh, when he came down the ramp. Um, him and Triple H were kind of having a thing. And going back and forth, which Randy doing the thing that he's been doing for the last couple of weeks now, trying to antagonize yeah. all of the legends because he's back to the legend killer. But Yeah, which Triple H tells him, you know, he's like, look, man, I love what you're doing here. You know, I, I, I'm on board with you setting the feet on fire, you know. So, but making fun of the big show, making fun of... Uh, Mark, Mark Henry. Henry, you know, that's where I draw, making fun of Ric Flair, that's where I draw the line. So Triple H is cool with arson and murder, but he's not cool with being a bully. Um, Him and Randy kind of... Bullying's bad now, you know. Him and Randy kind of do their thing that we've seen a million times over the last 20 years. Um, Randy says, come on, Trips, I know you got one in you, let's have a fight. So... They don't have an anti-arson and murder campaign that they support. That, but they true, do true. have an anti-bullying that campaign. So they, it's, you know. It, it's on brand. Um, so, you know, Randy says, come on, let's have a fight. Triple H says, dude, I don't have to prove anything to you. No. And, of course, then Randy's like, well, you know, it's because your balls are in Stephanie's purse. Nah. Yeah, Triple H starts to walk away, and then they pull the same old joke. Yeah. Or is it because Stephanie's not here and you couldn't get her balls out of her purse? So Triple Ugh. H turns around and smoke and, and punches Orton and then gets out of the ring and walks up the ramp. They never say whether we're going to have a match or not. We just do. No, they, there's later in the evening. Later in the evening, where, they tell us it's yeah. going to happen. But like at this segment, no, there's, there's, there's yeah. no resolution to it. Yeah. Um. It was bad. Like, bad. And, and then moving to the match, Triple H... This was obviously something thrown together on the fly. Triple H is not in ring shape. No. Uh, and I can't blame the man. He's, what, 47, 48 now? Yeah, he's, he's got to um, be upper 40s to and 50. I don't know if he's 50 yet, but, you know, he's, he's in his late 40s. I don't blame the man for not being in ring shape when he's not uh. actively competing. This is the first time I've seen Triple H wear a shirt. Yeah. When he's out in the ring. That's true. Um, he was in jeans and a shirt. I mean, he was in a street. It's in a street fight, so he, he's wearing street fight attire. Yeah, but, but normally, you know, this is Triple H. Trips is going to be He's going to be jeans be, and, yeah, and no shirt. shirt. He's going to be cut and ready to go. But he didn't have a chance to get into ring no. shape. This was thrown last minute because This of, was a, oh, crap, our champion has the Rona. Uh, and we need what a, can we do? a draw. And they were going to, was that, the championship game was Monday, wasn't it? Yeah. So they, they were... Fooling themselves, thinking that they would have any chance of competing against football. Yeah, they could have. They could have done nothing on Monday night, and really, it wouldn't have matter. It would have been better than yeah. this, probably. The the people who are going to watch this are going to watch this. The people who are going to watch football is going to be literally everybody else, other than podcasters well, like you and me who are the people. The people that watch this are going to watch this, and half of those people are going to watch the national championship game because they're also football fans. Yeah. I mean, that's just it, how it, it, it just is. It is. Um, so uh, then to continue our, our dear God, what was that? Charlotte versus Lacey happens. Well, let's, let's get into, before we go to Charlotte versus Lacey, let's finish the, the triple oh, yeah, H yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
after we see a little bit of back and forth between Randy and Trips, Triple H goes under the ring. He pulls out the sledgehammer. Why they didn't have the shot of him coming down the ramp carrying the sledgehammer, I don't understand. You know? But this is the direction they went to go for. Randy's just laid up in the ring after being thrown into a corner. Yep. Which, you know, for Randy, throwing him into a corner leaves him laid up for all of half a second. Mm-hmm. Except when Triple H does it and he's laid up for an hour. Yeah. So, so Triple H gets in the ring. He's taking his sweet time staring at the sledgehammer like, oh, what is this? This is a sledgehammer. Sledgehammers are cool. Yeah. And the lights <laughs> start going out. The lights go out. They come back up. Well, a light comes back up, lighting the ring. Yeah. Triple H is gone. No, 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 no. The sledgehammer catches on fire. Oh, yeah. The sledgehammer catches on fire. Then, then it goes the out. the lights go out. Light comes on in the ring. Triple H is gone. Alexa's in the ring. Kind of standing in the corner. Standing in the corner. Randy's in the ring. And then Alexa casts fireball and throws yeah. it in his face. She throws a fireball in, in Randy Orton's face. Which, to be fair... Out of all of the wrestling fireballs, I'm that pretty one, sure this is the best one we've seen. That one did look pretty good for a wrestling fireball, but let's step back. Normally, a, they blow but, up in people's faces or... But let's step back a step. A wrestling fireball. All right? Hey, It was hey, dumb hey. earlier in the year, or early it's, in 2020 when they did it, it to is Keith Lee. good enough for Hulk Hogan then it's good enough for Randy Orton and Alexa Bliss. This has been dumb every time any wrestling has ever done a fireball angle. Remember when Undertaker had to light the fireball and throw it in his own face because whoever was trying to throw it, I think was it Mick? Yeah. Was trying to throw it, couldn't get it couldn't lit. Couldn't get it to light. <laughs> um, dumb on all, all accounts. Yeah. It's unnecessary. It's unnecessary in 2020, 2021, for us to have this supernatural fireball throwing thing. Like, I realize that this is all wrapped up with The Fiend. And The Fiend is that supernatural, weird, spooky thing. This was dumb. Like, okay, you lit the fiend on a fire several weeks ago. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah, you that was that match. Uh, I that wouldn't book that match, but hey, whatever. You threatened to light Alexa on fire. All right. Sure. It, it was bad, but whatever. This is just dumb. Yeah. And, and it, just, I, I, it just goes to show where the writing in WWE is, and I'm, I can almost guarantee this was a, a Vince McMahon, hey, let's have her throw fire in his face. That'll be great. That's good it, shit. Yeah. It, it's, and it's just not. Um, I don't want to throw it all on Vince, but you have to. You have to. It, this is all on Vince because one for one of two reasons. Either A, somebody wrote something different and Vince didn't like it and changed it to this, or B, somebody wrote this and Vince was like, oh my God, this is the greatest ever. We need to do this. And Every, everybody consistently go. says it all stops at Vince. It all stops at Vince. Therefore, uh, good or bad, it's on Vince. Yeah. Um, and Vince needs to step back. 
He does. He's out of touch completely with wrestling. His The comments that you hear about how Vince doesn't see anything in Aleister Black, Vince doesn't see anything in Keith Lee, Vince doesn't see anything in Tommaso Ciampa, you know, all of these people that are the top of the game, that everybody, the dirt sheets, Triple H, anybody on that watches wrestling with any kind of each kind of yeah. critical eye says these people are going to be stars. But because they're not six foot eight, three hundred pounds, they're not Kevin Nash. They're not Hogan. They're not you know. It it just doesn't. I don't even. I like. I like a big giant slugfest. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. When you can see two big guys when, that are just uh, throwing haymakers quote, at each other. To quote Big E. When you have big meaty men slapping meat, it's great. That's cool, but I don't need to see that for every single one of the matches. Yeah. Just like I don't want to see all the flippy flying stuff of like your Lucha Bros, your your Young Bucks every single match either. Let's let's t- bring it to to you know MMA or let's bring it to boxing. Your big guys, what do they do? They throw haymakers at each other. Mm-hmm. You might see him tie up and go to the ground a little bit with some wrestling, but generally it's throwing haymakers. Yeah. In boxing, it, that's all they do is throw haymakers. There's no... Yeah. But it's the little guys who are throwing the combos, who are rolling around on the ground, who they're entertaining to watch. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I like to see both types yeah. there, uh, no matter what it is, because I definitely want to see the dude just knock that dude's head off but I also want to see the that dude just crawled over that guy and put him in a naked choke before he could blink. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it, give us variety. There you go. That's it. Variety, and it's great when you see Ray was the biggest thing in the world for a little while when he beat Big Show. I think it was yeah. for the was it Big Show he beat for the title? Yeah. Was it Big Show? I don't know. I know he. No, I, I know remember. they did a bunch of David versus Goliath matches yeah. with him, and but it may have been with Ray. No, I don't think it was Big Show for the title, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Ray versus these bigger guys, which you know, literally everybody's bigger than Ray. Yeah, I got a six-year-old niece. She's bigger than Ray. <laughs> but seeing that clash of styles. <laughs> styles no. nah. um, seeing that that clash of two different styles and looks, it was entertaining. Mm-hmm. This, where it's the same thing, and honestly, as good as NXT is, I think part of it is the fault of NXT. It could be because they're all coming through. And they're all being told, this is how you do this. So there's no variety. There, You don't have guys like Jericho. I'm going to say the dreaded, you can't say his name, but Benoit or Eddie Guerrero's who go and they learn how to wrestle in one place. So we'll just say Jericho. He learns how to wrestle in Canada. Then he goes down to Mexico and he learns how to wrestle fighting the luchas. Then he goes over to Japan, yep. and he learns in Japan. Then he Becomes gets brought the to WCW. Yeah. Learns how to wrestle with the big guys in WCW. Goes to ECW for a while, maybe before WCW, but, you know, he learned from all these different people, and he got all that variety. That's why he's one of the goats. Yeah. 
because he can go anywhere. He can wrestle with anybody. And he got different viewpoints on wrestling. Now we have NXT. We have Matt Bloom. And and nothing against Matt Bloom. He's talented. He seems to be a great coach. But you have Matt Bloom. And is it Sarah? Is that her name? The the women's... um, I think so. They're training everybody. Yeah, they were also WWE guys. Uh, Sarah wasn't. She Sarah was wasn't. But, uh, but yeah, Matt Bloom was. Yeah, he was a train. Yeah, and then so, came back as Lord Tensai because right God. <laughs> but you have them. Come, you have people coming out of the Indies and going right into NXT, going right into, you know, or they used to go into like FCW, OVW. You know, they used to go into all these different. Yeah, and yeah, OVW and FCW are owned by. WWE. WWE. But well, they were. OVW's not anymore. Yeah. FCW turned into NXT. NXT. But they used to have these, you had all of this different stuff, even in the U.S. You know, you didn't have to go to Japan. You didn't have to go to Mexico or Canada. You had all of these different pockets of indies. Yeah. You know, now you wrestle in the indies for a little bit. You go to NXT. Or, well, you either, you wrestle in the indies for a bit, and then you either go to AEW or TNA. And you continue to kind of be in the indies. I mean, let's be honest here. Or you go to NXT and you're told, okay, the name you were using, you're not using that anymore. This is your new WWE name. This is your new style. But I've never read, this is your new style. So there was a an article, dirt sheet I read, was, was quoting an interview that AJ Styles did. And he was talking about the Royal Rumble when he debuted. And he said, well, I didn't tell anybody I was debuting because I didn't know if I was going to be in the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if I was going to just have something at Royal Rumble. And he quoted Triple H just saying, I don't know if we can keep your name. Yeah. What? AJ Styles. What? AJ Styles, the big at the time, the biggest name who was not in WWE. Yeah. I mean, the guy who built TNA. Yes. Left TNA, went to New Japan. Him, Samoa Joe, and Christopher Daniels built TNA. And you're going to tell me that there's even a thought in your head of, we need to change his name? Left there, went to New Japan. Got even bigger. Got even bigger. And then you're coming to WWE. Well, we don't know if you're going to be able to stay as AJ Styles. What? Right. I, I think the only thing that saved him as AJ Styles is the fact that he has AJ... Yeah, tattooed, tattooed on, on his, which is they would have had to change his name to something like, uh, you know, well, I mean his real name's Alan Jones, but they would have had to change his name to like Adam Johnson or Alex, or Alex Jefferson. Jackson or something <laughs> like that, you know, so it would have made sense. Yeah, and he doesn't have it's not like he has AJ tattooed on his like this is my name. Yeah, no, it's his kids' names. Yeah, you know, it, um, it just yeah, uh, Vince, step back. Let some new people take over for a little while. Mm-hmm. Stay stay there, but give up some of that control that you have. Yeah. Um, you know, continuing with the garbage, we have uh, Lacey Evans is a slut now. Our gold digger, maybe. Except Ric Flair is broke. So, huh? Yeah, that, that makes no sense to me. Like, oh, we're retelling the same story we've told before where Charlotte... Gets fed up with Rick's antics. Yeah, but Charlotte's a good guy here. 
facing Lacey, who's the bad guy, and is taking advantage of Rick, I guess. But then Rick helps Lacey and celebrates with her as she goes up the ramp. Yeah, and then in the uh, back they say, Lacey says that she'll take a shower at the hotel when we get here, when we get there, and then there's giggling and her. Lacey Evans, you know, who's 30, uh, maybe 30. I think and, she might be a little bit older, but still. And Ric Flair, who's, you know, 705. Uh, <sighs> sure, Vince. Uh, and, and I have no desire to see this thousand-year-old man in Ric Flair be on TV right now. Yeah, he, like, he doesn't okay, need to be on TV. If it's normal time, if it was not in the middle of a pandemic, okay, Ric Flair showing up, pops some nostalgia, makes me happy. No, now I'm afraid because I know that at least yeah. one person in WWE tested positive. Yeah, and they which I guarantee that there's going to be some more positive tests, whether they tell us about them or not. But now Ric Flair's there. Mm-hmm. Ric Flair, who was in a coma two years ago. Yeah. Like at death's door, coma two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's just more garbage. I don't need to see him on TV right now. It, it's it's more... I didn't need to see him on TV six months ago when he was involved with Randy. Nope. I mean... I love Ric Flair for Ric Flair. I guess they're... I mean, I get their point, I suppose, of the whole, like you said... I pop whenever I hear the opening bars for his music, but the 60-year-old dude doesn't need to be out in this. Where, obviously, the WWE, and AEW for that matter, too, aren't really taking their protocol seriously. Yeah, he's a 71-year-old man. Mm -hmm. I mean, somebody else that I didn't want to see on TV was on TV, too, though, and Jackson Riker. Uh, so they're apparently trying to make something out of him, but I don't want to. I don't want to really go into that one. Yeah. Um, we got Drew Drew Gulak versus AJ Styles. Drew Gulak put on, in my opinion, what could have been match of the year last year with Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. Here he was just He's fodder to AJ. Jobber. Yep. And, but and AJ but, Styles Drew Gulak match. If we got Gulak versus AJ Styles, where Gulak was actually not just being fed to AJ. But Michael, we had Ric Flair and Triple H on this show. We had legends, sir. How how can you how can you downplay Raw when when they're taking some of their their brightest young I don't want to say young, but their brightest talent that doesn't get anything. But we had Triple H and we had Ric Flair. It's like Mustafa Ali said, and he's caught a little bit of heat about this, apparently. He went off about Legends Night. Um, Which is perfectly in character for him. Yeah, it's in character for him, but this was coming from him, I believe. Because he went on. He talked about Drew Gulak. He talked about himself. He talked about, uh, there were a couple other people that he named. All of Retribution. That can't seem to get on TV, but we can roll out Sergeant Slaughter. And Sergeant Slaughter responded to him about it, called him a maggot and said he didn't appreciate and respect everything. So Mustafa Ali's response back was a picture of Slaughter when he was the Iraqi general and said, talk about respect. You weren't even in the military, but yet here you are joining the Iraqi army. Yeah. You know, I think, I think he 
I, I do, if I remember correctly, he actually used the term, you made your career off of stolen valor. Yes. Which I see his point, but I think is a wee bit harsh. It is a little harsh, but Sergeant, well, no, actually, you know what? No, it's not harsh. Sergeant Slaughter, as the character in wrestling, is fine. Mm-hmm. Sure. But you we can didn't. Have, you we can didn't, have a sergeant. The Undertaker wasn't an Undertaker either. We we didn't I mean, distinguish at the time that Sergeant Slaughter was big. was so real at that point. Yeah, that there he was, was no living that outside, and he was living it outside and telling stories of his time in service, where the guy who plays Sar- who's who is Sergeant Slaughter, and I forget his I, name. I don't know his real name. I just know him as Sergeant. He Slaughter. was never in the military. Yeah, so. Product of its time, okay, maybe we can go with that. But don't talk about respect in that vein if you're going to go that route. Um, the rest of Raw was just garbage. Yeah, I mean, there Shayna was, Baszler, Nia Jax. Uh, there was literally no redeeming quality to Raw. Yeah. None. Let's just move on. Yeah, I think we should. Let's just move on. Uh, should we jump over to SmackDown? Yeah, talk there, about there's SmackDown. only a couple of quick things that I want to talk about on SmackDown because SmackDown wasn't that great either, honestly. Um, the the big storyline arc for all of SmackDown was getting Roman Reigns and Adam Pearce to sign the contract, right? And, yeah. Uh, you had, uh, first of all, Jey Uso cuts the worst promo of the year. And granted, the year's only 17 days old while we're but recording it, it, this. Jay's promo went on 20 minutes too long. Yeah, and the promo was only like 15 minutes. <laughs> I, I don't understand it was a why they decided promo. to put him out there like that. It was a terrible promo. Jay stumbled and stuttered and 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 and, and all throughout it. Main event Jay Uso killed himself here. Yeah, this was bad. Like, I, I guarantee you that we don't see him open a show. I hope not. Um, I mean, I like Jey Uso. He's a great wrestler, but this wasn't it. Yeah. No, I think Jay's in a position right now where he can either step up Mm -hmm. and be one of the next big things in wrestling. Yep. Or he's going to stumble and fall, and he's just going to be stuck in the mid card as a tag team with his brother. It, it was such a last bad. year. His stuff with Roman, he was killing it. This was yeah. him stepping up, becoming a main event player. And this was so bad. This was so bad. This drops him right back down. And I don't know that he can recover from it. Yeah. Um, which I mean, this leads to the Shinsuke match, which was really good. Then you have, but it also led into the whole like Paul Heyman in the back talking about what's going to be the the Adam Pierce. What's going to be the stipulation for the Pierce Reigns match? So, which they go back and forth and last man standing. Yeah. So, um, well, well, it starts off. Uh, Heyman goes to Pierce and tells him that you know Roman wants to have the stipulation. It's going to be no DQ. Yeah. Pierce says whatever and signs it. Eventually, like Eventually. he he's like, why would I do that? Blah blah blah. And then he just signs it. He just signs it. Heyman takes it back to Reigns and Reigns goes, "I never said I wanted no DQ. I want a last man standing match." And Paul's like, he'll never go for that. You know, this is the this is as good as it's gonna get. And Reigns is like, I don't care. This is what I want. This is what's gonna happen. Make it happen. 
Yeah. So Paul like gets this, what did I get myself into? Look on his face. He leaves. He goes and finds Adam Pierce. He talks to Adam Pierce for a little bit. Pierce says, Oh, Roman said he's going to sign it in the middle of the ring. Yeah. So, so Pierce says, fine, whatever that that's okay with me. End of the show. So we started off with a terrible promo and then we end with this. Contract signing in the ring. Which Reigns comes out first for. Reigns comes out first. And then Pierce comes out. Pierce sits down. This is the part that, like, yeah. this kind of stuff is dumb. Yeah. Pierce sits down. Paul says, I know you want to sit at the head of the table. Goes to pull the chair over. And Roman's like, no, I don't want that chair. Yeah. I want the one Pierce is in. And it's like, Roman's being oh, a petulant little God. child. Just at this point. stop. So they, they switch chairs. Pierce sits there. He says, fine, we're doing whatever we're doing. You know, he slides the contract out because he signs the contract. Yeah, he just signed. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't look at it. He just signs it. He slides it over to Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns kind of smirks, like, what you're getting yourself into, blah, blah, blah. He signs it. Pierce takes the pin, lays it back in the contract, folds the contract up, picks it up. Climbs out of the ring. Well, he picks up the microphone and says, I've been waiting for you to do that all night. night. He starts walking away. He starts walking up the ring. and Oh, oh, his knee goes out. Uh, He's like stumbling. And Brains is just kind of smirking in the ring like, what are you trying to do? You know, blah, blah, blah. Pierce gets up to the top of the ramp. He goes, man, you know, all these, all these old injuries, you know how it goes. You know how it is. Well, you don't know how it is, but you know, you know, you know how it goes. Um, So, you know, I don't think I'm going to be able to make. I don't, uh, I'm, I'm not going to be recovered gonna be cleared. in two weeks. I'm not going to be cleared. Uh, but, you know, all of our contracts do have stipulations put in to fix that, which is this is the first time we're hearing any of this stuff. Um, well, I mean, we hear it every single time it's on the, a show is advertised. Yeah. Well, you hear that card subject to change. but um, And then Kevin Owens' music hits. And and Pierce says, you know, so I just I just guess I have to find a good replacement for me. And Ko comes out, signs a contract, and laughs. So we're gonna do Ko versus Roman Reigns again, which I'm fine with. But Kevin has to win this time. Kevin either has to win here, and what I would like to see is Kevin win with Sami Zayn coming out to neutralize Jey Uso. It's gonna be Pierce. It's gonna be Pierce. No, 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 sir. Uh, Damian Priest, you know, Kevin uh, Kevin Owens' best friend. I pray to God that they <laughs> stop that. I, I, I'm like, look, y'all want to promote Priest. That's fine. Bring him up. I think he will do well. He's got the size. He's got a, the look that Vince likes. Mm-hmm. Bring him up. Make sure you have a plan. Make sure you have a six-month, one-year plan for the man before you bring him up. But bring him up. Putting him with Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns and Jey Uso is not the place for him yet. Mm-hmm. But yes, so we have that. Um, but I mean, the rest of SmackDown was just the rest of SmackDown was just as bad as the rest of Raw. I, I will say that the the, uh, the Ding Dong Hello with Bailey that was kind of funny was funny because. Bianca Belair great, comes out. But it was funny. Bianca Belair comes out, and you get to see Bianca's personality, and just dominates the show over Bailey, takes Bailey's seat. You know, it, it just—it's great. It was—it was great. It, you know, it, it just—it was um, entertaining. 
The so rest of it. You and I were talking about before the show booking and why why does Roman Reigns get to book stuff? Mm-hmm. And I'm using this to transition into why does Roman get to book stuff? Makes no sense storyline wise. Mm-hmm. The same thing's happening on AEW. Pretty much. Because here you have a man who's not even part of your company. Yeah, with Dan Callis. Don Callis. Don Callis. Who is on your show every week getting more screen time than a lot of your people who you're supposedly trying to make stars out of. So so with AEW, real quick, the Darby on Brian Cage match was really good. Yeah. There were a couple of, of bumps that, you know, when we were watching, we were like, oh, God, you know, uh, that really looked, you know, it, it was a good match. Uh, Serena Deeb, Tay Conti, that was an amazing match. Yeah. Uh, in which the Dark Order did not get involved. So the Dark Order are fully switching to face face. And now by I the love way, by the, the way, real quick, let's say, uh, it, it, no one will ever hear it, but happy birthday to negative one. Yep. Happy Today birthday to negative one. Um, so I'm loving the fact that dark order is kind of switching face. They I love for, the fact that the entire dark order accompanying Taya Conte. Yeah. Even though she's not technically dark order, but she's, she's really teamed up with, yeah. Anna uh, Jay. Anna Jay and, and the fact that, the entire Dark Order came out to cheer her on. Yeah. We're also setting, we also set up for next week, uh, Dark Order. Uh, so, Silver, it was Silver, Reynolds, and Colt Cabana, and Hangman, versus TH2, and uh, Chaos Project, for a match, in which, after the match, Hangman said that he would give his, his uh, decision whether he was going to join Dark Order or not, which I feel like at this point it's kind of a, he's probably going to join the Dark Order, and that solidifies their face turn. I don't want to see him join it, though, because I feel that that would probably just be we're trying to get a big name in the Dark Order. They need Since a Brody's big name not in there. there anymore. But I, but I also don't feel like they would make Hangman the exalted one. You know? No, no, I don't want to see anybody so, else be the, the exalted. The Dark Order one. does need a a quality name in there because they're Colt Cabana is about the only one that's in there that's a quality name. Yeah, um, the rest of them kind of not. I mean, Silver is getting over like crazy, but Johnny Hungy, he's not a quality name yet. Yeah, so I mean, they set that up. That we had the Chuck Taylor versus Miro thing, where Chuck Taylor agrees to be Miro's young boy. If he loses, which he does, because Trent's out for like six months with a torn peck. So they got to have something for Chuck Taylor to do. Um, You had the uh, Jade, Jade Cargill shows up on the waiting room segment and calls out Cody, but then Red Velvet shows up and they kind of tussle a little bit, but big deal. Uh, there was the inner circle thing where I think they're about to break up the inner circle. You had, uh, so next week we're going to have Sammy and Jake Hager versus, uh, Jericho and MJF versus proud and powerful in a, in a tag team match, uh, where (laughs) Sammy referred to Jericho as a tag team slut, (laughs) which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, I mean, the rest of the card was just kind of there. But then, like you were talking about, so and we were talking about it before we went on the air, 
Um, it was supposed to be the elite. This was supposed to be Kenny and the Bucks versus uh, Varsity Blondes and that dude that I forgot whatever his that name. other Danny yeah. Danny whatever. Yeah, I don't have it in front of me at the moment, so yeah. I don't remember what exist. it is. Um, they had a little backstage segment where the Bucks come up to Kenny and there, and Dan, Don's standing there, and he says, uh, "You know." The Bucks say, hey, so we're going to come out to the three-man elite thing. And Don, before Kenny can say anything, Don Callis says, nah, you guys go out to your own, you know, we're going to go out to your own music. Kenny's going to go out to his. Uh, you know, it's not fair to you guys to not come out to your own music, blah, 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 blah. They're like, all right, whatever. So Kenny comes out to his new his entrance, which, like I said, I really kind of dig with this yeah. whole cocky Kenny thing. Um then, the the ladies dancing there yeah. with the brooms and, and and Justin Roberts giving the voiceover of Kenny Omega has been the champion for forty two days one hundred and forty two days blah 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 you know twenty sixteen best wrestler in the world you know yeah whatever um, it was then Don grabs the mic and says you know and joining Kenny tonight his best friends the world tag team champions the best at their jobs you know he just goes on and on and on and on and on the Good, Good brothers. brothers. And then Gallows and Anderson come out. And they cut backstage, and the Bucks are just like, I can't even believe this. And they just walk away. Then we have a squash match with Kenny and the the Good Brothers. Then after the match is over, um, the uh, Ray Phoenix and uh, Pentagon come down. Mm-hmm. They start attacking. Basically, there's a huge brawl. There's a huge brawl. The Bucks come down to kind of break everything up. The Bucks end up attacking the the Lucha Bros. It, it, the ending of this made no sense at all. Well, I mean, it's setting up some stuff because, you know, the, um, the Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks, that's going to be a marquee match at some point. Yeah. Um, and it gives Mox some partners, mm-hmm. some, some people that can help him out. Cause he needs somebody at this point when you have essentially bullet club, let's, you know, yeah. it's bullet club. I, I realize that they can't use the term bullet club, but it's bullet club mm-hmm. against Mox. Oh yeah. Mox came out and attacked Kenny as well, which you're going to have. So putting a group with Mox, and and having it be the Lucha Bros and and throw in um, Pac in there too. Yep. I mean, that's a fight I'll watch. You know that that's that's a money maker. But this all seems like it's just benefiting TNA. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, Impact. Impact. Because. Impact had their pay-per-view last night. Don't worry, guys. We're not going to go through that. Yeah. We didn't watch it. At least I didn't. I can't I speak either. for Holder. I'm not uh, paying 50 bucks for an Impact pay-per-view. Where you had Omega teaming up with the Good Brothers. Yep. Versus Rich Swan and... Moose. Was it Moose? No. It was, it was, uh, it was supposed no, it to was, be... The, it was Rich Swan versus Motor City Machine Guns is what it was supposed to be. But... Alex Shelley couldn't make it for some reason. They haven't come out and said why. So um, they put Moose in there. Okay. And Kenny pinned Rich Swan. Kenny pinned Rich Swan, but there was nothing. Mm-hmm. 
why did Moxley not attack? Yeah. Why did and and why? And this is kind of where we were going when we first moved to AEW, talking about the booking and it not making sense. Why do you let a man who is not part of your roster on your show week after week after week after week? And apparently has booking rights. Because this was this was written as the elite. And then he changed the match. And how do the good brothers get in and have a match and not get escorted out by security? Yeah. Let's go kayfabe. Mm -hmm. If this is all real, right? The liability that AEW would have had had one of the good brothers hurt themselves or hurt one of their performers Mm -hmm. would bankrupt them. Yeah. But no, we've got to pretend like it's all hunky-dory and Don Callis can just make this match. Right. Why does his microphone work? Yeah. Okay, fine. Kenny is an EVP of the company. He can invite whoever he wants to come to the show and come out to the ring with him. Mm-hmm. I can buy that. Yeah. Why the second that Don Callis picks up a microphone, does it not turn off? Yeah. Why doesn't Tony... Why does he get to sit down at the announce desk mm-hmm. and call a match? Yeah. Tony Khan should be... Tony Khan is Kenny's boss. Yes. So, yeah, you're the EVP. That's cool. You're the champion. You're bringing in your friend. That's fine. That- he can sit right there in that chair mm-hmm. and watch your matches. Just like anybody else in wrestling... When they bring their friends or their family in. They sit out in the stands. They sit out in the stands. I'm hoping that this is leading somewhere cool. I have a feeling it's not. I'm I'm hoping that it is. I'm hoping that it is. But I agree with you. I don't know that it does. Because I just don't see, unless they partner with New Japan, Mm -hmm. they're not going to get to use the Bullet Club name. And at Tama this has already gone off about that too. Like Tomatanga on his podcast, he went nuts about the fact that they're, you know, they're wanting to try to call themselves the Bullet Club. They're not the Bullet Club. They're wanting to talk about it being a Bullet Club reunion. Well, the Bullet Club never went anywhere. The Bullet Club's right here in New Japan, where it started with the people who started it. Yeah. You know, he and he even he even called out Anderson. He said, you know, you were one of the founding members of the Bullet Club, and you're going to play into this crap? Yeah. I thought you had more respect than that. Carl Anderson is the only one who's a founding member mm-hmm. who's involved in this. Finn yeah. Balor, Prince Devitt, yep. he's in WWE, and he hasn't even tried to do anything with Bullet Club. Nope. AJ Styles, not a founding member, but a big name in it when it was at its peak. He hasn't really tried to do anything. At they most, tease some stuff with him and yeah. the Good Brothers, and, and even Balor walking when they saw each other. Yeah. But they never... They, they never overtly went yeah, to it. Yeah, they At never most, went to... They threw the two sweet a couple times, and that yeah. was it. Yeah, it, it wasn't, oh, this is Bullet Club reunion. No. This, I think, is showing the arrogance of Kenny and the Bucks. I think you're right. Because, honestly, the Bullet Club died a little bit. With Kenny in charge. Well, the Bullet Club became NWO. And we all know what happened there. When NWO was Hogan and the Outsiders, 
even when they had added uh, six, uh, six, and you know, when the NWO was around five, six, seven people. Okay, that's fine. You have a you have a forceful stable. When everybody in WCW was part of the NWO, it ruined the angle. Yeah, Bullet Club was kind of the same way. When you had four or five people in Bullet Club, and they were a force to be reckoned with, but you could fight them. That was fine. Then Bullet Club became 10, 15 members, something like that. It became crazy, and it just kind of lost, and that was during the Kenny and the Bucks and all that kind of stuff. Kenny and the Bucks, Cody. Cody, Page. It, it, you know? it became where every American or... Gaijin. Every, yeah, Gaijin was a was member of the, the Bullet Club. Club, and that was not the original intent of the Bullet Club. Uh now, I, I I don't throw all of that on Kenny and them because Kenny and them didn't book themselves no. over there. But trying to... Had this been three years ago, this angle, I think, would be a huge success because we'd all be like, oh my God, guys, it's a Bullet Club. They're reforming the Bullet Club. Yeah. Now, the Bullet Club's been dead for two years. And, and I'm not trying to take anything away from the current incarnation of it in New Japan. Yeah, because, I mean, the current incarnation of Bullet Club isn't too bad. I mean, you got... But Jay Lethal, you got, you know, all that in there, which is good. But it wasn't, the Bullet Club became a thing in the U.S. with the Bullet Club shirts and Hot Topic and all that stuff when it was AJ. AJ. It was AJ. It was building off of the success of Finn Balor. Yep. And, uh, yeah. And, you know, you're going to notice that we're not going to talk too much about NXT because, again, there just wasn't a lot. Um, yeah. There wasn't a lot of meat in NXT this week. There there just wasn't anything. NXT was a good show. It was good. I might even say wrestling-wise, it was probably the best show. one of the week. But um, storyline-wise, there was nothing there. Um, you had the Dusty Classic start. Where, yeah, which took over the, you know, yeah. dominated the show. We continue to see Candice and Shotzi, which, hey, put Candice LeRae and Sashi Blackheart in the match every week. I don't care. Yeah. Until I, you know, get tired of it. But right. so far, they really are doing well. Mm-hmm. But they're not doing anything with it. Shotzi's not getting anything over on Candice. Nope. And Candice and um, Indy are getting everything over. Like, yep. the refs, kick some of these people out. Mm-hmm. Show me that you have some authority. But, and, you know, that's something you and I have talked about. And, and barring going into NXT a lot, you know, we've discussed refs and... Wrestling must exist in a bubble where wrestling doesn't exist. And I say that because if you have every match that happens, and, and, and we'll talk about any of this, you know, we'll talk about an AEW, it doesn't matter where we are. If you have a match where everybody always gets involved, yet the referees still allow them to come to the ring for any length of time, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you and I have talked about it with the inner circle. We've talked about it with Jay uh, Uso. We've talked about it here with the way that referee should be standing. When, when Candice LeRae comes down to the ring and Indy Hartwell is behind her, that ref should be like, uh, uh-uh, uh, you can't come out here. And they pitch a fit. And the ref says in every match you get involved, you're banned from ringside. Be gone. Bye. Bye. Be gone. You know, one, Two, and start counting. And if three, you get the 10, that's four. it. You forfeit. Right. Um, 
let's show some, I'm trying to think of the best word there. Some, some, uh, recognition, maybe some, some understanding of the world at large. Right. I think part of the problem, and this goes back to what we were talking about at the top of the show. Vince McMahon decided at some point that the refs don't matter. The refs are dumb. That the refs are dumb, that the refs are weak, that, but they they don't matter. Mm -hmm. They're not part of, they're they're there just to count the three. Yeah. Which sometimes they don't even do. This is wrestling at its best is a dance between the competitors and the referee. The referee should be used in angles. And you shouldn't be, oh, I don't know how to get this over the referee without making the ref look stupid. If that's the case, then you do something different. The ref should never be the main focus of the match. Of course not. I agree. But the referee should be at least competent at his job. Yeah. If I did my job the way referees in wrestling do their job, I would not have a job. Yeah. I mean, you, you go look at, at MMA and, and because I'm trying to come up with their names, I'm completely blank, but you got the big John guy yeah. in UFC and the other uh, big name guy from UFC. Those guys are, they don't get involved in the fight mm-hmm. unless they have to. And when one of them gets involved, the competitors back off immediately. If And that's how it should be in wrestling. Could you imagine in a UFC fight or even, you know what, let's go to like referees and umpires in baseball, football, any of that kind of stuff. If the umpires, the referees, and any other major sport were as incompetent as the referees are in wrestling, and arguments, I know I've got, we've got Saints fans out there that'll argue about referees being incompetent in the NFL. And well, I mean, yeah, okay, look, calls get miss, missed all they the miss time. Miss a call, I'm fine, and and you know what, that that's perfect. I'm okay with a ref missing a call in wrestling. Hey, you didn't see Ric Flair hit the dude with the brass knucks. All right, that's fine. But now there's a precedent set that Ric Flair carries brass knucks in his trunks. Yeah. So now, Ric Flair, to be a better heel, doesn't do that the next couple of matches. You know, they, they pat him down. You know, show the ref, take the time. Hey, you used brass knuckles last time. You know, pats him down. Oh, there aren't any brass knuckles here. You're fine. I mean, but then Diamond like, Championship Wrestling does this. where And it, it bothers me when they do it to some extent, too. They come down, and they pat the guys down in the ring every at the beginning mm-hmm. of every match. And that's cool. And then one of the heels, um, pat him down again, pat him down again. Like, no, yeah. no, stop that crap. That's yeah. dumb. Yep. Vladimir Kola, I know you're not listening to this, but stop. Stop it. Stop. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you, it, it, you treat your refs as incompetent fools. You don't enforce your rules already. So why even have the ref in the ring? Yeah. Why, why, why is every match not just a no DQ, no holds barred, Last man standing. Last man standing. Whoever, you know. Whoever can walk out of the match. Whoever can walk out wins, you know. Because, I mean, you don't enforce the legality rules. You don't enforce any kind of, uh, you know, non-interference rules. AEW is even worse with that one. Jay Uso told a ref, I think it was Little Nate, Mm -hmm. he was going to get fired. Yeah. Because Little Nate did his job. Yeah. And... 
Jay Uso yeah. last week kicked Adam Pierce's head off. Braun Strowman was suspended indefinitely for attacking Adam Pierce. Yeah. So are you telling me that Adam Pierce was less afraid of Braun Strowman and his responses than he was of Jay Uso? Because he did nothing to Uso? And this is the part where everyone wants to complain because Kayfabe's dead. But the fans didn't kill Kayfabe. <laughs> Kayfabe killed Kayfabe. It did. It, it really, because, okay, yes, look. We understand Braun Strowman was suspended because he's injured. Yeah. And they needed to write they him off TV. off TV. That's fine. That's fine. But now you set the precedent, the precedent that Pierce can do that. Yep. Three months later... Somebody kicks his head off. And he doesn't respond the same way? And he doesn't respond? He he suspended Nia Jax indefinitely for it. No, that was actually a referee. Yeah, it was. That was yeah, a referee was. that did that. Well, the she attacked the ref. The ref suspended her, and, or Pierce suspended her, pending her apologizing to the ref, wasn't it? No, I Something think the, like re, the ref suspended her until she apologized. Okay. The, I know Pierce was involved with it. And the, well, I mean, I think he was but, just the on-screen... Yeah. In the GM role, essentially. But do you want us to buy that you are a legitimate sport? Right. That's that's what you're trying to pretend to be, and that's what you want me as a viewer to buy into, is that this is a legitimate contest. Mm -hmm. But the people who make the contest work are pushovers. Why should I buy into that? Why should I care what's going on in the ring if I know that, oh, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Roman Reigns. Oh, God, you know what's about to happen. Hmm. Little Nate is going to be the ref for the Kevin Owens. You're probably right. And we're going to see the next two weeks of him up there getting threatened because he didn't count the three. When Jay had his feet on the ropes. Yeah. And that if he doesn't do what Roman wants him to do in this match, then he's going to be fired. And little Nate, because it's little Nate, is going to do what Roman wants. You're probably right. I used to love wrestling. You're probably right. And I hate you for, (laughs) I hate you for the fact that you're probably right on that. I used to love wrestling. Uh, Well, and I still do. But can we please, Vince, Tony, Don, Gato, or whoever it is over in New Japan, can we get some good storylines? That'd be nice. Speaking of good storylines, we'd like to say thank you to McNard Gaming. (laughs) We'd like to say thank you to McNard Gaming here in Goshen, Mississippi. They have a ton of great games over here. Come check them out. Um, they got everything you need if you want to do D and D, Pathfinder. Uh, they got some great stuff for Warhammer, um, board games, paints. Yeah, everything Magic that you cards, need. Pokemon, you name yeah. it. They got it up here. They if got it's it. hobby, they got it, or they can probably order it. And if you you're scared because you don't know how to do any of this stuff, and you, you thought, oh, maybe I, I hear good things about D and D. Man, they, there's always somebody up here running a game. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and everybody up here wants you to get involved. Oh yeah. So come so, in and say, look, I don't know how to do this. I want to learn. I've heard good things. Somebody will say, well, Hey, I'm starting a game next week. Let's get you what you need to get started. And they'll help you learn how to play the game. Yep. Um, and we'd also like to say thanks, of course, to Big Dog Liquor. Also here in Gauthier. It's where we get all the spirits that we imbibe on our show. You know, go in there, give Brad a, a holler. You know, pick up. He's got whiskey, wine, vodka, you name it. Uh, bottom shelf to top shelf, mixers. Whatever your spirit of choice is, he's fifth, got it. Fifths, pints. A lot of it he has in, like, the little airplane bottles. So it's even a, you know, hey, I'm not sure if I'd like that. They're like a couple bucks. Try it and see yeah. if you like it. Um, so definitely go in there, get a bottle, go to McNarb, get a game, go home, get drunk, play board games. Yep. Uh, and, guys, the vaccine is out there. So go get yourself vaccinated. If you can. If you can. Uh, if you can. Wear your mask. Yeah. Wash yeah. your hands. All that fun stuff that we've been doing for about a year now. Yep. Because... It's going to take all of us to get this over with. Don't get COVID this close to being able to not have to worry about getting COVID. That's right. Uh, so with all that said, I think we're going to call it there. I think so. Yep. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>